Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. So, speaking of fun shows, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. That grumpy look I'm getting from Lena means that I just made a terrible segue, but we have all four of us here with us. We have Mr. Todd, Mr. Adam, the eye-rolling Elena, and hi, I'm Brian. How you doing? So, good. I, I thought Lena would say something in there and, and nothing. No, nope. you know good? No. Nope. I'm trying to psych myself up. It has been a stupid long week. Yeah, I it's all been... Weekend. I worked today and it's Sunday. I worked <laughs> yesterday and that was Saturday. Yep. I have an event Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'm half alive and um, I'm not happy about Aquaman. So <laughs> let's get into it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so as, uh, as we've discussed previously, we are... Mm-hmm. Doing a, a grand experiment where we are trying to read the same character as envisioned by five different creative teams. Uh, this is our second uh, book in the series. Uh, it is Aquaman the Drowning, which is volume one of the, uh, let's see, volume one of volume eight. Uh, it was part of the DC New 52. Um, actually, both these books are technically considered volume 58 or volume eight, um, if you follow weird numbering like that system. Uh, but it was written by uh, Dan Abnett and illustrated by Scott Eaton, uh, Brad Walker, uh, and Flippy. Oh, how am I going to say that? Philip. Philip. Brion. Brion. Philip Brion. There we go. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah so uh, we will get into thoughts about this. Um, but, Mr. Adam, what is your cocktail drink for this week? Oh, yeah. It's called Weapons of War. Uh, it involves a splash of absinthe, one ounce of vodka, one ounce of Chambord, three quarter ounce lemon juice, a half ounce of simple syrup, one dash of Angostura bitters, one dash of Creole bitters, which sounds interesting. And I want to know what that is. Uh, half an egg white. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know what that is, but anyway, yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. So you're going to take all the ingredients except for the absinthe, put it into an ice-filled shaker. You're going to shake the shit out of it. You're going to take an old-fashioned glass, add the absinthe, swirl and dump out, fill it with ice, uh, strain in the ingre- uh, the liquid from the shaker, and then garnish with a lemon twist. That's also known as doing an absinthe rinse. Oh, if you ever absinthe, read absinthe rinse, rinse, that's what they basically mean. Put the absinthe in there, swirl it around, throw it out. Um, yeah. In a uh, Corpse Survivor number two, that is how much absinthe is in there. And even for some people, that's too much absinthe. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not an absinthe fan. Flavor. Yeah. I, if you like black licorice flavor, it's it's going to be your jam. But I have some hard bag in the room. Fuck you. <laughs> so, okay. So we had this scotch up at our, our joint bachelor bachelorette party. And Todd had these two or three scotches. Multiple. Whatever, multiple. There's this crazy, crazy smoky one. That I kind of drank and I kind of liked. And I had commented I was expecting something a bit more abrasive. Abrasive. So, anyway, then, uh, so when we, I was like hanging out with him on Friday and I was like, you know, I want to try that again in a slightly more sober state to see if I still enjoy it. I still enjoy that one. The one that Todd loves that I drank, (laughs) I thought I was going to die. I love I, this one so oh much. Oh my gosh. There's only one other alcohol that I can think of. It was a rum that I had bought in, or I tasted at a distillery in um, in Hawaii. And like, it just immediately triggered the, <laughs> I got a puke button. Like, it was just like, I took one sip and it was like, nope, this was not going to be in my body anymore. This has to stop. 
Well, you did say with the scotch that I love, the smell was all right, the taste was okay, and then you swallowed. Yeah, well, you know. The problem is you swallowed. So if I spit it out, it would have been fine. Um, <laughs> that was the uh, that was the asphalt one, right? The asphalt one? Yeah, the one that smelled like asphalt. No, that one I actually liked. Oh, okay, that one you liked. Okay, okay I only tried was, the asphalt one. It was the one that Todd likes. <laughs> Loves. 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 That I could not, could not do. There's just no way. Yeah. Absolutely no way. Anyway, Lena. They all smelled terrible. All right. So, <laughs> continue. You're drinking in real please. Uh, are you bored? Because I'm bored. Uh, every time you fall asleep while reading this, wake up and take a drink. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. So okay. there you go. this one was definitely the, the one of the bigger struggles of reading through. Sure. But, uh, Mr. Todd, evil acronyms. Oh, nice, right? So every time the organization of Nemo is used or referenced, and even call it out on how it's dumb and referenced, you need to take a drink. Okay, I'm surprised no one's taken mine yet, but I'm gonna give it to Adam to see if he steals mine before I take it. So I, I was kind of falling asleep, but not because of the book. I was just so damn tired from this last week and a half. I literally um, stopped and took a nap halfway through reading this book, and then continued it. I, I couldn't. I had to work today, and by the time I got home, I had to power through these. Uh, but mine is called "Gentlemen, Gentlemen, You Can't Fight in Here. This is the War Room." <laughs> um, every time they mention the war between the overworld people and the Atlanteans. Politics are often boring. Yeah. Hence okay, the, so the that, prequels. <laughs> that's close to mine, but not exactly. Um, mine is like every three-year-old has heard from their mother, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Um, <laughs> it is every time Aquaman says, don't start a war or don't have don't do this in violence which is sort of similar to Adams but uh, uh, like it was more than just like discussion of the specific war it was don't start any shit yeah like no one starts some shit plus I gotta quote Dr. Strangelove so that was fun (laughs) I gotta quote Dr. Strangelove which always makes me happy that's true so which which is which is solid Um, okay so I will start out a little bit on this this book is uh, definitely of of some of the books we've read so far is the closest related to the Jeff Johns book um, and does it far far worse Um, and the bit like okay yes it's boring we will I mean I don't know does anybody disagree with me on it this kind of a boring book no we agree with you okay so we'll put that on the table but the weird thing about it is and i wanted to see if anyone else noticed this because i don't normally notice these kind of things but this was really making me crazy the fight scenes didn't make sense the choreography i'm like i would go back and look and be like wait he's thrown two punches with that same arm because they've shown like the follow-through would be like he'd miss and then the next shot would be him hitting again with the same fist. And it was like, what? Like, I don't, it, it just, none of it matched up. The flow of the fight did not make sense to me in a bunch of, specifically the one with Black Manta didn't make sense, but it happened in a bunch of other spots. And like, I'm not normally the one who notices that kind of thing, but if I noticed it, it probably was bad. And I was curious if anyone else caught that or if it annoyed anyone else as much as it annoyed me. I didn't see that. It's okay. I just really, I, I'm going through and looking at it. The artist named Scott only has one T and it just like feels uh, <laughs> feels incomplete. Scott with one T, and you're like, come on. So, perfect example on the digital, at least on page 58, uh, Brian, what you're saying is he's holding Black Manta back with his left hand, and then he punches with his left hand, and then punches again with his left hand. Yeah. So. And they do like the full follow through. So, like, he's twisted. Yeah. Like, 
And then, like, they, they, then you'll have, like, a, the guy, like, fly through the air the other direction, and then it's like, wait, that that's not how that works. Has some cool splash pages, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, so, like, okay, punch with right. that hand. Yeah, like, it's just... Again, and again, and again. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. He anyway. prefers his left hand. Apparently. Sometimes but... you gotta you gotta switch it up, so, you know. I, I, you there know, you go. Called the stranger. Um... <laughs> That's a little Lena, bit different. Thank you, Lena. <laughs> what are your thoughts? My thoughts? Yes. Yes, I'm preparing myself for your thoughts, so please. Okay. Um, this was boring. I don't I don't I have just realized that I just don't give a shit about Aquaman. He's boring. I don't care what the storyline is around him. The whole premise on from last week and this week was how fucking no one gives a shit about him and how like whatever. And then and then having Superman show up and I'm like, is this bitch a part of the Justice League? Like, how are they not like having an actual conversation? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. So it just feels I don't know. It, the whole thing was, I just, it took me, this was only 170 pages. And this took me three hours to read because I kept falling asleep in the middle of the book <laughs> because it was so boring. It, the, I, I, I just don't hear this whole thing about like the people in Atlantis don't like the people on the surface and the people on the surface are like, oh, and then you have the whole Nemo thing. And I'm like, do, do I? I care? No, I don't care. I just don't. He's just not an intriguing character. There's just nothing here that is like exciting by any means. I just don't. I really feel like I'd much rather watch the character that is based on him from SpongeBob than than the actual Aquaman, like Barnacle Boy and whatever the fuck the um. Is it just Merman? Yeah, Merman, Merman and yeah, Merman and Barnacle Boy, like Barnacle Boy, like that. I would much rather watch that shit and read on that than anything else with Aquaman. So this is going to be a long month for me because I just and I'm try I try to go in with an open mind. But he's just so fucking boring. He's just... And he doesn't kill Black Manta because he's like, it just will make things worse. Fuck off. I just don't, like... <laughs> and the fact that he, like, puts him in these handcuffs and then the whole thing about the, like, terrorist act and the fact the chief of staff was like, you were here distracting me. What are you talking about? What are you talking about distracting you? You were... They, like, what? What? I don't... Like, how is the White House supposed to distract you from a terrorist act happening on a ship? It doesn't make sense to me. And then he sits in those handcuffs and he's like, like we could take your handcuffs off. And he's like, well, I could too. And it's just like, this is the dumbest shit I have ever read. And I just don't. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're a fan of Aquaman, but I obviously am not. I don't know if it's because it's a DC thing and I am not a DC person outside of Batman, but like I could give a shit about him and Mara. I think that's how you say her name. And like, every, I just don't, I just don't care. I don't care. I think the and biggest problem. Is <laughs> yeah. 
But like the big problem I think on, on this one and last week's as well is it was like, you're writing about Aquaman. Everyone thinks Aquaman is stupid and just talks to fish. Hold my beer. I'm going to try to write a better book than this and I'm going to like tell everyone that's exactly what people doesn't like. It's like, don't remind us why people don't like the character. Just write something that makes the character unique and engaging. And, and I have to tell you, last week's book, he goes to a diner and he orders fish. And yeah, in this issue. week's book, he goes into a diner and I'm like, am I read? I'm like, wait, am I, I'm like, I'm reading the right book, right? I'm not going totally insane. Yeah. I didn't like go back to the old one. No, no, it's just the same fucking book. And I was like, I don't just, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't, there's just nothing exciting about him. It's just, it's so boring. And I just, I'm not looking forward to the rest of the books this, this month because I gave two of them a shot. And so far, I don't understand the, the, why anyone would read this, like, without it being an assignment. Like, I just don't get it. I mean, it could be worse. There are people out there who are Green Lantern fans. So, I mean, also I something I have not read. <laughs> I did read the entire Blackest Night thing with all the Green Lantern Corps shit mm-hmm. and I knew what was coming and I thought maybe they can pull it out at the end and no. Anyone who knows basic color theory will fucking hate that book. It's really annoying. They give it, they give it away five seconds in. Um, What's your weakness? Yellow. <laughs> Oh, wait. The Green Lanterns have this power. The Blue Lanterns have this power. The Purple Lanterns have this power. Maybe when there's a pe- a, a, a black, uh, or like a hero that has black light, maybe all the colors will combine to create white light to destroy the black light. I didn't see that coming five million dun, years dun, ago. Done. Yet you still read it. I, I was hoping there was something <laughs> come out of it. I was really, everyone had told me how great it was. Like, this is so great. This is so great. And I was like, okay, like, there's got to be this big thing at the end. It's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. What the fuck? So, anyway, Adam, what are your thoughts? So, interestingly enough, I actually liked this a lot more than last week as far as enjoying the character of Aquaman. Um, Interesting. Show your work. Show my work. So, what I really, really enjoyed about this was, I, th- I think I even brought it up on last week's episode, was we, I think we were talking about the idea that DC kind of does more of the gods among men type thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And Great this was very big questions. Which next week's book, I think, plays into that far more. But yeah, next week's book, I have some cool thoughts on because I, I like what Kelly Sue McConnick did with some stuff. And that, but that's for next week. So, uh, you know, one of the most famous scenes in a DC book is when they arrest Superman and he's walking down the prison thing and he's got the handcuffs on. No, is that it was in a, a book or is that? mainly from the movie. No, I think that was from a book. I want to say it's a book. I, I know look. the image more a from a movie. Steel. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was Man of Steel, yeah. but I swear it was also like, and again, I'm not a DC, um, so I, I, no, I could be 100%. Saying, where I know it from is, is from that, but also, I think this book technically predates that film. Probably. If it was New 52, then it would, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was the same kind of idea where you've got this person with so much power, and how are they choosing to live their lives to control that power? And we've got someone here who could go just fuck shit up. I mean, he even said at the end when he and Mara are running away, it's like, well, if we go up there and fly again or, or do the jump thing like the Hulk does, like that's up there can even take us out. So they're pretty much in, in vulnerable, invulnerable for the most part on, on land. Dude, they, uh, they even both go fist to fist with Superman. 
Yeah, exactly. And obviously Superman's pulling punches. Uh, But the fact of the matter was that he's getting fucked over royally. Like everything he's trying to do, he's trying to be that good person to do the right thing. And he's just getting fucked left and right. And he's still choosing to do the right thing, which goes back to my love of Captain America. And the reason why I look at him as kind of like a moral compass is because, you know, my my thing in life is I don't believe uh, life is fair, but I believe it's just. And that's he was trying to do the thing that he thought was just. Whether or not it was in the end is going to benefit him or not. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to read any more of this book, but I did obviously enjoy the character more than the last time. Uh, but the idea that he knows he could like get out of those handcuffs anytime he can just leave the, the, the prison cell whenever he wants, but chooses not to in the name of peace. That's something that's really cool to me. And I really enjoyed how they brought him across that way. Uh, it made for me, at least it made him much more interesting than before. And I, yeah, of course it was fun. They still had the whole like, Oh, he can talk to fish. He's like, I can't talk to fish. Stop it. But um, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think the book, I think last week, I, I remember thinking I gave it an A minus as far as the book itself was well done, even though I didn't really care about Aquaman. This one, I don't think the book is nearly as well done, but it made me care about Aquaman more. And maybe just because I can see ways that his values align with mine as far as doing the right thing, even if it fucks you over. Um, yeah. But, and again, I'm still not sold on Aquaman. I mean, I, I know next week, uh, the things I enjoyed actually weren't even about Aquaman. It was everything going on around him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sold on the character yet, and I, I'm unless something happens towards the end of the month, I don't think I'm going to be, but I can say that I really did enjoy his portrayal or how they wrote him in this one over last week's. Okay. And I think I think that surprised Todd. <laughs> I saw I saw a look on your face of like like, huh, that's interesting. I will say of the two of these series, I would be more likely to continue on with last week's than this one. Oh. Oh yeah, it was a much better. It was a much more well done book. So yeah, but uh, no, I mean, there. I, here's the thing. I think Aquaman as ambassador potentially interesting. I don't necessarily think they stuck the landing on this one. No, this one was. I mean, it, it is a poor man's Jeff Johns. Dan Abnett has done a lot of good writing. I like um, for this. What's always interesting with DC and Marvel, ninety nine percent of the time, it's hired guns. You're writing like you know company sanctioned fanfic and. This really felt like a rehash of half a dozen other stories being told again, mm-hmm. and rather quickly. Then uh, there's other stuff I've read by Dan Abnett I really like. This one, not nearly so much. And what was interesting with showing it is he uh, he has all these situations and it feels like it's rushing from thing to thing, but everything is, oh, I need to do this next thing before I answer this previous thing. Unless it's Black Manta, and I'm just bored, utterly bored with going through that whole Nemo thing. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that was, that felt really rough. Well, it's also like you have Black Manta dragged into this guy, right? And he's supposed to be the, basically the god of the world. Like, he controls everything. And Black Manta knocks him out in two pages. Like, really? Like Yeah, the guy who stood up with Superman. Yeah. And Black Manta almost had his way. And Black Manta's just a guy. Yeah. So, there's, this was a consistently inconsistent book. Yes. It was probably the best. This thing was consistently inconsistent, and it felt like highlights from a different, a bunch of different other books being shoved together here as an assignment that he was pulling off, but didn't feel like his heart was in it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And if there's anyone I care less about than Aquaman, it's Black Manta. I realize that he's like his big villain and this and that, but I even in the movie, I was like, this is the fucking stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, the, the concept of son taking on his father's mantle to get revenge. It's a, works. it's a classic trope, trope, and it works. It works. It's just, I don't know. It's just not interesting enough, I think, in here. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, okay, well, Lena, what is your grade? Come on. 
D. <laughs> I hated this. I'm <laughs> sorry. D. D minus D. Just don't D for don't read. Like How I are just the stay. Pages? Is that a pun? Is that an Aquaman joke? <laughs> <laughs> they were just okay. Um, the art wasn't anything exciting. Like that's the thing. There just wasn't anything to hold on to with this. The the story was boring. The characters are boring. The art was generic like it just there wasn't anything to this you could be like oh this is like just blah all the way around so i give it a d for don't read just don't (laughs) read it okay um mr todd i give it a c you can tell they have the b team here doing their thing Okay, uh, Mr. Adam. So I'm actually going to go with a B minus because I think this is a much worse book than last week. But because it did make me like the character more, I'm going to up the grade a tiny bit. Otherwise, it would have been a C plus. So yeah. So I decided to pick up the book to read like other reviews on the back, and I'm like, this the, the, these reviews are like absolute utter bullshit. I want to hear. I want to hear them now. What? Okay, tell me what okay, they say. Okay, so the first one I read, which I'm like, okay, this is utter bullshit. Is exactly the kind of course correction that is needed for Aquaman. That feels like one of those quotes that's taken out of context. Yeah. Um, like, it's like, the you know, exactly the kind of course correction is needed for Aquaman is not found here. Uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> it was like, course correction needed, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. A solid premiere on Aquaman's new status quo. Which is shit. Um, see, I am all aboard for Aquaman, dot, 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 being decapitated. Um, it elegantly establishes his powers, his tragic backstory, his relationship with Mera, the delicate balance he maintains trying to maintain peace between his kingdom and the surface world. By the way, it does none of those things. No, it does say, none of the, those things. Where was the backstory? I, I would just there was no, word. there isn't. That's what I'm saying. There is nothing. It did none of those things. I don't think these people read this this book. I think there is something totally different. But that this book did none of those things. Or they're cashing some DC checks we don't know about. So yeah, <sighs> yeah. or the uh, or the review was written about the overall series when they were at you know issue twenty and the first six issues are shit, but. Um, so I'm going to go with a D. Um, this, like I, uh, there, like I think Lana said, there's really nothing to hold your hat on, on, like hang your hat on on this one. There's like, if you're an art guy, you'll be kind of disappointed. If you're a story guy, you'll be very disappointed. Like there's not a lot there, right? But so next week we continue on our aquatic adventures with Aquaman: Unspoken Water, written by Kelly Zudikonik and Robson Roca and Daniel Enrique. Enrique, thank you. I would have fucked that up pretty hard. Um, definitely. Definitely closer uh, to being inspired by the Jason Momoa films. Yes. Um, so definite influence. Definite influence. I would also venture to say that it is definitely also influenced by uh, Neil Gaiman and specifically some of the uh, Sandman uh, storytelling style. Uh, but and uh, his uh, we, Norse mythology book too. I would say there was Norse mythology. There. Yeah, there's a there's a fair amount of yeah of that to it. So uh, definitely sitting more in the uh, the gods and goddesses and you know. Uh, myths and legends and all that kind of stuff kind of world. Uh, So we will see if Lena liked that any more than she liked this week's. I wouldn't hold my breath. (laughs) Um, But uh, thank you all for joining us and we will see you all later. Bye. Bye. I think we should really pull Lena and find out what would make Aquaman interesting for her. Next week. Kill him. 
Kill him. <laughs> Kill him. Kill him now. I yeah. just, you know, you know, like, I, I don't think there is a way to make him interesting. He is this, like, well, I'm going to be the this ambassador and every, and he wants to be so perfect, but it's like, everybody hates him. No one understands his powers. Honestly, I don't really understand his powers. His outfit is ugly as shit. He just doesn't, there's nothing interesting about him. Like the whole, the only interesting thing about him is that he could talk to fish, but apparently he can't talk to fish. So what the fuck is he around for? I just don't, it's like they wanted to have a, uh, that he was like, he's a god, right? Like that is, like he, they wanted him to be like Poseidon is I guess what the whole thing was. But he's yeah. just not cool. Like there's nothing cool about him, and even this whole like the like every writer is taking the same premise of like, well, we're gonna have him be like sarcastic and and everything about all like he can't he can't really talk to fish and all this, but it just falls flat because it's like, well, what the fuck does he do? Because all he does is sit around on land and bitch about how like no one believes that he can do anything. That no one thinks in the first book, the last week's book, they didn't think that, that Atlantis was real. This one, they think he's a terrorist with like, I, I, I don't think you can make him better. I just don't think you can. I have, I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I think I can make him better. Okay. How? Aquaman is an anti-hero. He is a bloodthirsty environmentalist who goes and fucks up ships like an evil Greenpeace. You know, I think I probably would like him better because then you're talking kind of like a uh, poison ivy. Yeah, very much so. A poison so ivy. So in that yeah. respect, that would make sense to me yeah. because then it's this. Instead of it just being about greenery, you're talking about ocean life and everything, and that would make sense. But unfortunately, yeah. he's too fucking goody two shoes, and I get he's just boring. Everything the, about him is boring. The best part about that is that he could be in a throuple with her and Harley Quinn. I don't know. I if mean, he, I think like he'd Jason be into Momoa Poison Ivy. I don't think he would be into Harley Quinn. <laughs> hey, if if uh, Star-Lord can be polyamorous and bisexual, he can be polyamorous. It, is that canon? Is that, that is yeah. canon, yes. That is canon. In, in comics or in the movies? In comics. Okay. I'm like, could your boy, uh, like, uh, super Christian Chris Pratt's going for that one? Cause, uh, no, he's definitely not going for that one. Yeah. That was a rewrite, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> 